You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lizamato and Brent Edwards. Welcome, everybody, to episode 23 of BNI The Australian Story. My name is Veronica, and once again, I'm here with our executive director, Mr. Brent Edwards. Good morning, Veronica. Good morning, everyone. Now, well, you don't know it's morning. You could be listening to it any time of day, but it's morning for us. Well, it is. It's, mor- it's morning <laughs> on the Mornington Peninsula in Victoria in Australia. And just so everybody does know, because we are recording this in real time, we are in July. Yes. And uh, more crazy COVID madness is happening with us, but BNI continues to uh, support members, network and do incredible business. Absolutely, absolutely. And our business hasn't gone down, as I said, and... Some states are lucky enough to go back to their normal face-to-face meetings uh, this week as well. So we envy you right now. Yeah, but the most important thing is that we're staying safe. But what is really important uh, at this time is networking. And our members have all said that they have just been so grateful that BNI has um, has got in front of, uh, of the way that we're doing business by going online so quickly. And we have a fantastic event that is coming up on the 7th of August. I'm very excited. Would you like to let everybody know what uh, what we've got coming up? Well, we want to use the Zoom platform to have Australia's biggest BNI meeting. We've got a very special guest, Dr. Ivan Meisner, founder of BNI 35 yep. years ago. And he'll be joining us with there. So uh, there'll be some links coming out to you very soon where you can actually register. And there'll be an option. We're raising money for the BNI Foundation, which does really great work and uh, has recently recently been established in Australia as well. So we can actually give, they can actually work with local charities as well. So we're using the event as a platform to raise a little bit of money from that. So there will be an entry fee. Plus it'll be uh, for an additional donation, you can go in the draw to have a... Uh, and uh, to get be, into a sorry, get uh, be part of the Ask the Founder session in a breakout room too. So it'll be done from Zoom and it'll be done on a Friday afternoon, Eastern Time, 12.30 on the 7th of August. So uh, look out for that stuff coming out soon. Yeah, I'm super excited about um, possibly going into the draw to win a breakout session with Ivan. So it's only $10 for registration. So it's open to everyone. However... It is limited. Out of the 6,200-odd members that we have in Australia, we only have 490 tickets available. So don't miss out. As soon as you see that link, and please ask your whole chapter. Represent your whole chapter if you can, because uh, the chapters that are really doing well are the chapters that do things together. Yeah, um, uh, it should be scary and fun at the same time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so in uh, in the tradition of our podcasts, BNI Australia is a powerful and collaborative business organisation built on relationships, which are an essential part of any credible marketing strategy. BNI is Australia's premier business networking organisation, and our service is designed to offer members the opportunity to create business, relationships, share ideas, contacts, and most importantly, business referrals. So, Brent, we've got a very special member uh, to speak with us today. We're off to South Australia today. and uh, well, Freedom we, State. We can't physically be off to South Australia, but uh, but uh, we can go there on the podcast. So we've got um, Ju and Fee on the line here from BNI Advantage, and he's been a member of BNI since 2014, and he's a tax accountant from PMY Partners in Adelaide. So 
Welcome, Jewan, and um, yeah, great to have you here on the podcast today. Thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for having me, Brent and Veronica. And thank you for giving up your time at the beginning of the new financial year. What a crazy time for we had a bookkeeper last week, and now an accountant this week. So we really appreciate your time today. Pleasure, absolutely, pleasure. Now, whereabouts in Adelaide would we, would we find BNI Advantage? Uh, you'd find us at the, or well, normally uh, at the Rob Roy uh, in the city. We meet Friday morning. Oh, it's a CBD chapter. Yes, that's correct. Okay, and uh, your executive director is Simon Derek Roberts. Yes, absolutely, he oh. is. Oh, fantastic! Simon's a really good mate of mine. We've uh, we've travelled the world at conferences together and uh, and uh, had a lot of fun. So we always ask all our guests, "How did you find about out about BNI? When and where?" Okay, so um, back back around 2014, um, I was actually involved in a in a food business, and we used the services of a liquor licensing consultant to get our liquor licensing uh, permits done. And he was actually in the chapter at the time as the insurance broker. So uh, he invited me along. So that's that's how I got started. And uh, let's give him a bit of a shout out. Who was that? Uh, his name is uh, Andrew Wong. Andrew Wong. So thank you, Andrew, for uh, for introducing uh, Jewan. So Good job. You went along to your first meetings. What were your recollections of that, and what made you want to join? Um, the the recollect I, I joined straight away. Um, there wasn't another accountant in the chapter. Um, I the the chapter was just going through its launch phase, um, and the the accountant at the time apparently uh, pulled out. So you know when when I heard that. You know, the seat was open. I straight away signed up, not really knowing, you know, what was going to be involved or what was going to be required. All I knew was that, you know, I needed to do some marketing. And as an accountant stuck in an office, we normally don't do any marketing at all. So I bet the the accountant who pulled out is probably uh, ruining that decision now because it's really hard to get into a BNI group as an accountant these days. It's one of our staple categories and once those tax accounts are in there they they don't want to give up the spot because they know the value of it but obviously the person before you thought oh this is a bit too hard and uh and got out and you got in so congratulations there so during that time uh, within your first five years and and being in adelaide and a few other regions i know recognize this million dollar members and for our listeners a million dollar member is someone who's given over a million dollars worth of thank you for closed business. So it's that's incredible. That's come from the referrals that you've actually given, and you are one of those. So congratulations. So tell us a little bit about becoming a million dollar member in BNI. How did you achieve that? Yeah. So um, it was something that I wasn't really looking at in the first couple of years, but you know, closer towards um, you know year four or. or three and a half, four, I started to look at my stats a little bit more carefully. Um, and that's where it started off at, you know, 600,000. Then it crept up 700,000. And the last little bit actually came pretty fast. I was actually quite, quite surprised because at, at the time I was um, involved as a uh, ambassador for uh, helping other chapters out. And that's where I was, I was sharing my story. And so, by being an ambassador for, for BNI, that was forcing me to look at my stats so I can share my journey with new members. And that's where I started cranking the stats a little bit more carefully. 
Um, and yeah, it, it, it came really fast towards the end. I didn't, didn't realise. So, um, but from what I see here, you were, uh, you were ready to go out the door about nine months in. What, yeah, what, what sort of turned that around and what happened? Correct. So, so um, around six months, um, at, at the six-month mark, um, when I first joined DNI, um, I actually um, was feeling that I didn't want to be part of DNI anymore because I didn't think there was a uh, return on investment. So, so this is where, at the time, I knew Simon relatively well and I, I felt like I had to give him the, the, the due courtesy of a one-to-one and tell him my decision in person. So, so that's where I reached out to him, tapped him on the shoulder. We caught up at a at a coffee shop, and I said to him, "Look, mate, I'm I'm ready to call it quits." He said, "Why?" I said, oh, "I didn't think I was getting money for it. Uh, I didn't think I was getting enough uh, return for it." And this is where he shared with me the BNI concept of uh, tiers of referral. So, looking at the tier one referrals being people in the room, tier two referrals, the people out of the room, tier three referrals, you know, the people out of the room referring on more people to you. And then, you know, and so he sort of just asked the question, have you been getting tier one? I said, no. Have you been getting tier twos? I said, no. What about threes? Uh, maybe. What about fours? And that's where I started to look at the value of BNI and saying, there's referrals that I might get indirectly through BNI. Um, if it was not for being part of BNI, I wouldn't have gotten it. So that's where um, I met someone. I met a lawyer, a commercial lawyer at the member success program um, when I first joined BNI, and that lawyer introduced me to a tax lawyer. And lo and behold, that tax lawyer had actually fed me quite a bit of work. Um, in that first six months, but I didn't really track it. And so that's where, um, you know, I stayed on because Simon allowed me or helped me open my eyes to the fact that I was actually getting value out of BNI and I didn't know it. What an, what an incredible um, what an incredible bit of information to be shown as a member. I'm hearing this for the first time, Julian, and I've got to say, I think... We, it's really important that we've got people in our chapters and you need to look at your directors of the chapters and go to them and have those one-to-ones if you're thinking about leaving because something like that can make a world of a difference to a business. Leaving B&I makes oh, a world of a difference, but staying in B&I makes a world of a difference. It's actually made a world of difference to my personal business, but more importantly, when I look back at my B&I journey over you know, five, six years now, um, I've given a million dollars. So it means how many members and their families have I actually helped along the way yeah. that I wouldn't have if I left BNI, you know, within the first six months. Yeah, and that's one of the other things we need to, and it's a great thing now with the with the BN, with BNI Connect. We can actually, you know, if it's reported back with those referrals, we can actually track the thank you for closed business. And and sometimes if it's not in front of us and we haven't tracked it. You know, we might be having, you know, a, a, a low month in business and we look and say, well, where's the business coming from? We forget about the constant flow of business that's come from a referral pipeline if we haven't tracked it. And obviously, uh, you had some coming in from your referral pipeline, which you didn't really consider. Oh, yeah, well, that has come from 
my involvement with BNI. So how did that sort of change your approach after you spoke to uh, after you spoke to Simon about that? Yeah, so I, you know, this this whole concept of tracking sort of, well, the the, the, the whole, for, for the next three years, I I sort of didn't look at my stats too carefully. Um, year two, um, I would say the most important person that I had reached out to um, is uh, Marissa Hankinson. So she's part of our chapter, being a long-term member in Adelaide, been a long-term member in UK. So she came from the UK. And so Melissa has a wealth of experience at BNI. And I actually asked her about, you know, as a professional service, because back in the UK, she was running marketing um, in, in, in South Australia right now. She's part of Master Builders. So I, I actually reached out to her in my second year and I sort of had that same sort of, oh, I'm sort of thinking of leaving BNI <laughs> because you know, compared to what I was giving, I don't think I'm receiving enough. So again, this whole selfish mentality started to creep in again in my second year. And I reached out to Marissa and I said, hey, you know, what's wrong with me? Why am I thinking this way and is it wrong? And she actually said to me, look, the stats for professional services says that you should be giving three times as what you're getting. So she's she she, she said in, in her whole journey of BNI in professional services, if you wanted to receive 100000 you had to be giving 300000 in thank you for closing business. So so that in my second year was actually um, quite, quite critical for me to not look at my stats too much, but just focus on the giving of referrals. And from that, you started getting an acceptable return on investment. Yeah, correct, correct. Because the more I'll give and making sure that I, I, I gave three times as what I received, that's what um, helped keep, keep, keep my stats, uh, help keep my stats alive. Yeah, so it's, it's a constant message there. You know, if you, uh, if you want to get back, you, you need to give. And if you're not looking at the scoreboard and just keep on giving, keep on giving, that, that will come back. And, uh, yeah, I, I really, you know, one of the uh, the scenarios that, that the person actually told you there was, you know, three times as much if you want to get this, that's a probably good target to go for. And mm. even if it's only a third of what you give, you know, it's quite possible it could be more than what you give anyway, but um, for that professional sort of service industry. And just thinking about that, like, you know, you're a tax accountant. How often do people change tax accountants? Um, yeah, there has to be a, a you know a bit of an upheaval to actually for for people to find your referrals to change over. It has to be a very special situation, or you know a startup business to get in at the ground floor with them. So it's not something that's readily uh, referable uh, to a lot of members. Say than someone who's a plumber or electrician, where it's it's transactional based as such and is not mm. ongoing. Now, you use BNI a little bit for uh, deal-making. So how do you actually uh, – can you elaborate on that for us for a bit? How do you actually work around that? Yeah, so looking at my journey in BNI coming closer to year four and year five, what what I sort of started to understand was, was that I can give to a member in more ways than just monetary giving, you know, so – 
a lot of the times when you're when you're giving, you're actually just opening doors, or it might be strategic doors. Um, either it's a direct monetary referral, or getting to know someone a little bit better, or actually looking for that tier three, tier four, tier five connection, which might take twelve months to nurture. Um, so that's where um, the whole idea of when I give, I don't have to get in return. So, so when I'm helping other people, you know, if I'm helping people in a way that wins for them, they don't owe me back a monetary referral back. I don't, you know, in, in, in a lot of cases, they can't give me a direct monetary referral, but it does mean that I can call upon a favor at some other point in time. So, so when I coined up this whole term, of using BNI for deal making, it's really in the sense that if I, for example, help Brent, you know, get secure a pretty decent win, I might then call upon Brent to help me secure a win for Veronica. In between, did I actually get a referral in return? The answer is no. So how does it benefit me in the end of the day? And the answer is, well, you've got to trust the system. At some point in time, everyone around you looks at you more than just money and actually want to give to you, even though you haven't been a direct recipient along the way. I think that's the whole VCP, isn't it? So when you become yep. visible and you've built that credibility, the profitability does come. But a lot of members come into chapters wanting to do it the other way around. They want to walk in and say, well, I want profit first to, to then um, – that'll be evidence for me that this is working – but what we really need is they need evidence of themselves that they are working. And the system yep. the system does what it does and it always works. Yeah, if you ever listen yeah, to um, what Dr. Ivan Meissner says, he calls what you're doing so, yeah, building social capital. Mm. And social capital is just like financial capital building that, but it's through relationships and, and uh, it's building a bank account through those relationships. It's just like building a bank account of social capital where you can actually – yeah, you can draw on that in the future, and that sounds like you know the social capital uh, thing that you've done there. And you know, if you're building social capital, it, it's always going to come back to you, and you can draw on it at a later date if you're building that reliability, trust, helping people achieve what they you know what they can get. Correct, correct. Where where the social capital falls down is is when you know, oh hey Brent, I'm I'm opening up this connection or this introduction for you and I'll help nurture it until the very end until you close the deal but I want something in return you yeah. know if, if, if that selfish style of giving comes out then somehow you, you do erode that social capital that you're building yeah it's giving without expectation of receiving back yeah and that, that'll come it'll come back eventually you know everything everything comes back around and and, you know, you'll get some people in your chapter that don't understand that and they'll just take, take, take. But they're the sort of people that probably won't last all that long within B&I. But the ones that realise and, and they think, oh, this person's really gone out of their way to help me, you know, maybe I should be, you know, looking out for them and, and looking out to give back. And uh, and that's when it starts to come back. But you you do get some you, – you may get the odd selfish person who, who doesn't – you know, you can't draw on your social capital – bank account who are a taker and taker and they don't usually last very long in what we do. I think too that there's um, it's good to just soften all of that up with saying that some people just need to be educated. I mean, some you know, you go into business and it's hard and it's cutthroat and people learn to survive and then they come into B&I 
and they have to be re-educated that we're not actually trying to take business from you. We actually there's there's 30 people in this chapter wanting to bring business for you. And I, I just think this is going to be a fantastic podcast to send out to every single person in every single chapter to to say, give as gain always works, look at your stats, give three times more than you expect to receive and watch the system work. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you've got a really interesting story about your connecting the BNI network to the global Esports racing phenomenon. Phenom- okay. Can you help me here, V? Phenomenon. Thank you. Thank you. I've got a little bit tongue-tied on that one. I was, I've just put I was, social capital in the bank yeah. there, okay? Yeah, thanks, V. <laughs> just got a little bit tongue-tied there. But uh, I'm really interested in this because uh, I've got a bit of a uh, – well, I'm actually involved in motor racing in, in the real thing, not in the e-world, but uh, there's been a bit of that going down while the world was in lockdown. So can you tell us a little bit about that and uh, how you connected people through that? Yeah, for sure. So um, something. So I spent a bit of time in, in, in Malaysia when, when I got married and my wife's extended family, um, one, of, one of the cousins, uh, spent a, I, I spent a lot of time with him. And in recent years, um, he set up um, a very, very large Asian business um, called Race Room. Um, doing, uh, doing, um, e-sport racing, um, in, in Asia. He set up, um, the machines in, in the, um, Malaysian casinos, even in the China casinos, um, to, to actually race, um, race e-sports, uh, competitively. So what, what happened was that in recent times, as I've been just chit-chatting away with them, I sort of understood that he's not in Australia at this point in time and uh, he wants to be in Australia. So I, I should put my hand up and said, hey, can you please, you know, reserve Australia for me? Uh, let me see what I can do. So so this is where, as I'm networking in Adelaide, uh, I hadn't really come across anyone who's got that interest in racing or esports uh, until – I bumped into um, a gentleman called Ivan in uh, one of the other BNI chapters. Uh, he's part of BNI Storm, and that's where I said to him, "What do you know about esports, and what do you know specifically about race room?" Um, so that's that's where it started um, in terms of just opening up a conversation and seeing is this something that he wants to look into outside of his core business. Okay, so there was a business opportunity in in the esports realm that you're able to find for someone in the BNI network. Yeah, correct, correct. So it it, it wasn't something that just lands in his lap because um, at the time there was no um, like at, at the time um, Ivan was only racing socially. He wasn't really racing competitively, and he hadn't set up any competitions because my my cousin-in-law you know, in order to do so, actually wants to be partnering up with someone who can um, organise racing competitions. So, so you know, it's, 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 it's like 12 months in the making because once I started talking to him, um, I sort of started saying to Ivan, Ivan, you know, for me to make this introduction, there's got to be more to it than just that. And so this is where uh, he started working on his own personal stats. I think he got up to number four in racing Australia-wide in one of the competitions. And in recent times, he started to be streaming his matches and also he started to organising his own competitions. 
So it wasn't until recently that my cousin actually, um, you know, in, in just conversation with my cousin. So, so the esports was never the way in with my cousin. It was the fact that he was in the midst of doing a um, doing a joint venture with a retired Manchester United footballer in a in a beer brand. And so he said, "June, I want to get a beer brand into Australia um, together with this, you know, footballer. How can I do it?" And this is this is what I said. I don't know, but maybe this person that I had in marketing does. And so this is where I managed to make the introduction to Ivan for the beer, but on the side they hit her off with uh, with the social interest in esports. How often do you have a one-to-one with someone and they come up with a great idea for your business that you couldn't see because you were in it or you need an idea and you go to someone in your chapter because you've got all of these amazing resources and minds that are available to you and then something like that comes out of it? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a uh, – and, and that's a you know, really inter- interesting story how we can uh, you know activate our network to, uh, to find these opportunities and – and uh, help those contacts actually find the people they need. So, yeah. um, h- how has the launch of the beer brand gone? Is it, is it staying to take off? Is it staying to be stocked? Um, I'm not sure at this point in time. Um, I've got a I've got a touch base with Yvonne and 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 learn more about that. Um, so yeah, so it's it, it's his baby to to take to the next level now, um, together with the esports um, and. Um, one of the things that I've, I've actually said to East, um, look, look, considering now that, you know, this is, this will go nationally to all of, you know, Australian listeners, you know, if there's anyone who wants to participate in, in, in the race room or, or esports, you know, to try to, you know, reach out, get in touch with me because, you know, get in touch with me or get in touch with Yvonne because this, this, this concept is just bigger than just two people out of Adelaide, you know, it's something that hopefully, you know, we can, we can share across all of, you know. Okay, so uh, how can people contact you on that? Should they send you an email? Would you like to let us know that or yeah, so another form? Uh, look, um, email, telephone, reach me out on Facebook. You know, find me on DNI Connect. That's perfect. You know, um, you know, my my name's spelled J U E N. Surname is P H I E. You probably see it on on all of the social media links. But if you wanted to reach out on on DNI Connect, absolutely. Um, you can definitely find us there. And we'll conclude your details on the post on the Facebook page as and well. And that's two of my favourite things, racing and beer, <laughs> we spoke about today. And lockdown. Not, not together. Not together. We, we're not allowed to do it together. Well, we shouldn't do it together. But it's eSports, so you can be sitting in front of the TV. You can do eSports while drinking beer, though. Yeah. Yes, you can. Yeah. Um, I don't know how the – because they take it very seriously, uh, that eSports. I don't know how it'd be. Uh, I don't know how it would be judged if you're uh, – if you had a beer next to you while you're racing around um, Nurburgring or something, it'd be a bit interesting. <laughs> so, um, would you like to give us your success tip? We ask all our um, guests to give us their tip for success in B and I just before we sign off. Um, Julian, yep. yeah. So, I would say my my success tip is uh, non-monetary giving is worth more than monetary referrals. That's great. So Can you say that again for us? Non-monetary giving is worth more than monetary referrals. Great. A monetary referral, once you give it to someone, someone makes money off it, that 
that disappears. It's it's a bit like sugar. Once you've taken sugar, you know, you burn it off quick. Runs out. Yeah, you burn it off quick. Versus if you actually help someone become a better presenter in your chapter, and they can present for years on end, and if they can build a successful business because, you know, um, they were a good presenter after five years, they will always give you credit and they'll always remember who helped them at the start. That's a great tip. I love it. Yeah, thank you so much, Ju, and what a fantastic podcast we can share with all of our members today. Uh, and if anyone is actually thinking that maybe B&I is not giving them the ROI that they're looking for, send them this podcast. I think that's going to be – it might just, uh, might just give them something else to have a think about. Fantastic, and it's great to still have you on board, uh, Juan. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Juan. Beautiful. No problem. Thank you. Bye-bye. So, Brent, I think every one of our podcasts has offered something a little bit different, and I would hope that if a member has listened to a podcast and it, and it, and it sparks um, another thought of another member who they think might benefit from listening to it, please share it because the only way that um, people are going to hear these great stories is if we share them through the networks. Yep, absolutely. Now, I don't have a question for you today, but I would just like to say to all of our listeners and to all the members that um, these are difficult times and B&I has always been there for all of us. There are some people in chapters that are doing a fantastic job of uh, doing health checks with the members and just care calls and just ringing members and seeing what they can do. And I would just like to ask you if there's a member in your chapter who you know lives alone and uh, we're going into lockdown, give them a call. Maybe uh, if you're able to, I don't know, make them a meal or just the, the weekly and monthly socials are very important at this time. So make an effort to make sure that everyone's got an opportunity to connect over the next six weeks, especially in Victoria, but in all the chapters across Australia. We're always there. We've got a great community and we always care for each other. And those chapters that are going back meeting, just don't go back to normal. Just remember you're still yeah. going to have some caution because you don't want to end up like Victoria's ended yeah. up. <laughs> and uh, and go back go back from there. So um, and we yeah, are going back to Zoom next week with uh, with our podcast. But we're still the podcast will be there. But we are going back to Zoom. So thank you, Steve, for ensuring that uh, we don't miss a podcast. But the sound quality will obviously go back to Zoom quality. Yep. Yeah, for a few weeks. For a few weeks. Okay, your tip for the week. So um, my tip for the week today is all around taking notes during the meeting, and it's quite easy to do it. Um, uh, by preparing yourself before the meeting, by printing out the uh, the meeting notes report from BNI Connect, or if your chapter's organised enough to provide a um, a chapter roster or a trade yeah. sheet, and just take down some notes when people are speaking. And I find writing aids retention. And if I'm and I find if I'm writing things down to write notes down on what people's referrals are. I tend to remember it more. Even if I don't look at the sheet again, I tend to take in the information if I'm just jotting down notes while I'm doing it. And it's not rude to do uh, because it really actually shows people that you're actually paying attention and you're actually making notes. And uh, that trade sheet, you can refer to it you know, over and over again. You can stick it up on your uh, whiteboard at work or next to your desk. And uh, you know, referring back to it, you can actually say, oh, that person need a referral for this. Um, so just make sure the message get, gets through and you're listening to understand, which is really important. So that's my tip for the week. And that's a great tip because obviously over Zoom, it's really good to stay engaged in the meetings, to be here now and doing the notes, make sure that we're doing that. Absolutely. So thank you very much to Steve, our producer. It'll be nice to see your face in a little while. Thanks, Steve. 
Uh, and uh, this has been episode 23. Um, Brent and I would just like to take an opportunity to say thank you so much for everybody's support, for the sharing of the podcasts, and of course for our BNI community and BNI Australia for supporting what we've been doing. So stay safe, stay at home if you're in Victoria, and we'll see you back next week with Until episode next week. 24.